This episode, I'm joined by psychoanalyst Gottfried Hoyer to discuss the work of Otto Gross, alongside discussions on radical psychoanalysis. I'd like to say a big thank you to all my paying patrons and subscribers for making all of this work possible. And if you'd like to support the podcast and keep everything running as it runs off patronage alone, please find links in the description below. Otherwise, please enjoy. So, Gottfried Hoyer, thanks very much for joining us on Hermetics Podcast. We are going to be discussing your book, Freud's Outstanding Colleague, Jung's Twin Brother, The Suppressed Psychoanalytic and Political Significance of Otto Gruss, which was uh, published by Routledge, who I should say were kind enough to send me a copy. So very uh, a big thank you to them. And as people will imagine, this is uh, one of the, the, the rare texts detailing the life, the, the work, and the, the psychoanalytical theory of, uh, of Otto Gross, who is a figure who really is overlooked, perhaps misunderstood, and is by definition extremely radical, anarchic, and, you know, has this fascinating biography as well. Now, one comment just before we get, re- you know, really into this and you tell us a little bit about yourself is one thing I want to say about this book is it's, it's a very, very personal, book and it's really fascinating in that way i mean it's sort of encyclopedic with all its references and quotations but also i i would say um, that in a way you're you're the the reader is entering into a dialogue with yourself with your own um experience in, in terms of psychoanalysis but also in terms of like grossian psychoanalysis and really in that way the book is the book is uh very very unique and very sort of beautifully vulnerable is how how i'd put it so it's been a pleasure to read it and it's great to uh to finally get this chance to talk to you so yeah um just tell us a little bit about yourself and how it is this uh this book came to be written first thank you very much for inviting me and uh and also of course for your very kind words uh about my book um in a way you are touching with just briefly before uh, uh, you're touching with what you said, um, one of the key aspects of Gross's work, which is mutuality. And uh, there is um, uh, a contemporary Jungian analyst, uh, Robert Romanishin in in, in California, who speaks about um, an intersubjectivity between the researcher and his subject, and uh, that um, that 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 marked my book. I mean, right right right, right from the outset, mm-hmm. um, I did not want I did not want to write a book um, where where I, as the author, write as if I didn't exist mm. with mm. with a kind of I would call it with a kind of pseudo objectivity mm. um, so no, that, no, that makes complete sense uh, complete sense and especially where psychoanalysis is concerned I think one is always going to be entering into an immediately a, a personal relationship with these figures yes um Yes, I mean uh, that, that 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 touches another uh, uh, m- main issue of of Gross's work, um, uh, which is in psychoanalytic language. Um, he is credited, or I credit him, with what is called uh, the relational turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and psychoanalysis started with Freud as a rather authoritarian uh, uh, top-down relationship. I, I am the all-knowing analyst, and you, the patient, uh, haven't got a clue. And but I can tell you what's happening. I mean, I I, I don't mean to caricature this, uh, but uh, sim- simplist- simplistically speaking, uh, whereas. By contrast, Jung uh, Gross um, used the 
political anarchist term of mutuality, which originated with Proudhon in the 1830s, um, and then was picked up by Kropotkin, uh, the, uh, the, the Russian anarchist, um, who wrote a kind of anti-Darwin book called Mutual Help, uh, a factor in evolution. So rather than, again, simplistically speaking, um, the survival of the fittest and the, the fight of everybody against everybody else, this is an oversimplification, I'm aware, um, uh, uh, Kropotkin emphasized cooperation and mutuality and Otto Gross took that political concept into the consulting room, into the relationship, in, in, into the analytic therapeutic relationship. Mm -hmm. and, and before we go, before we go forward, we should also mention that you are. You, so, are you primarily would you say you're primarily a Jungian or you're primarily a Reichian, or are you a mixture of mixture of both? Because you know you're mentioning. Freud, uh, in that simplistic sense, is the patriarchal top down. I am in charge. I know better than you. And I would say, you know, Reich especially, but Jung as well. And then, of course, Gross. These are three figures we might put in this relational turn, much more of a reciprocal relationship. Um, so, so, but, but, uh, you know, just before we go forward, you are an analyst and you've been an analyst for over 35 years now. Yes, uh, I apologize for the reminder. I don't, I don't make. I find it really difficult to make a distinction between therapy and analysis. Uh, but I have been working in therapy and analysis uh, for for almost fifty years, uh, and um, I do see. Uh, the people that you mentioned, uh, Freud, Jung, Reich, and Gross, I mean, predominantly these four, as each of them have been contrib contributed uh, something absolutely essential and vital. And uh, the, slight, the slight criticism uh, with which I mentioned Freud a moment ago does not in any way mean that uh, I do not recognize his absolutely outstanding achievement. Mm -hmm. Sadly, Freudians and Jungians continue to be, I could almost say, at each other's throat, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is, is, is a tragedy mm -hmm. because the two belong together. I mean, mm -hmm. or the, the, uh, uh, the areas of expertise and discovery they belong together. And mm. uh, uh, one of the early books in, um, in German language on Otto Gross was entitled Paradiessucher, Searcher for Paradise, meaning Otto Gross, between Freud and Jung. So mm. uh, he was influenced by both and in turn influenced both of them. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was uh, I'm just very briefly about myself. I was I was born born originally in Germany, and um, in my late twenties, early thirties, I emigrated into this country, mm -hmm. and um, had already at the tail end of the German students. Uh, worldwide uh, students' revolution, a rebellion. Um, uh, I had read all that was available uh, by Wilhelm Reich, uh, but, uh, and I was thinking, yeah, it would be good maybe to have some Reichian therapy, mm. but that was not available uh, mm. in, um, in Germany at the time. Uh, so one of the first things I did when I uh, came to London uh, was to look for a, a Reichian therapist. And um, 
who who was uh, Gerda Boysen and and a Norwegian body psychotherapist, and uh, it's really a, it's really been a turning point in my life that I went to her in order to hopefully have body psychotherapy, and in the course of that initial interview, she said, "Have have you ever thought of becoming a therapist yourself?" And I uh, 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 <laughs> was was t totally it had, it had never ever occurred to me as a possibility, mm. and I said I I I I haven't even studied psychology at the university, and well that's that's maybe not a disadvantage, <laughs> <laughs> especially where especially where Reich Reich is uh, concerned. I mean yes yeah, yes I mean, it's interesting you mentioned you know Freudian. Freudians and Jungians having the split and there's sort of an irony there of, you know, Reichians, you know, where, where even are they in the conversation, let alone what we might consider to be Grossians, if there is even such a thing. But so yeah. these, so, um, you know, I was going to ask you the, the hermetics question about placing three thinkers in a room, but are, the four you've mentioned, would that be your, your no. four? No, no. Okay. Well, I, well, I'll ask you the Hermetics question, and we can we can have a an even bigger room then. So, if you had uh, if Otto Gross was in a room, and you can put in three thinkers, living or dead, um, yeah, who who would who would be walking into that room? What is the conversation that you'd like to hear? Well, um, in nineteen hundred twelve, um, Gross wrote, uh, "The next revolution is the revolution for matriarchy." Mm. And um, so the three the three people that I would like to in, to um, to invite are three women. Uh, first, it's my wife. Uh, secondly, it's um, an American. I could say a spiritual teacher who mm. bases her work on. The Course in Miracles, which is a book that was dictated mm. to another woman in the 1960s, 70s. The woman, the contemporary woman who bases her work on this Course in Miracles is called Marianne Williamson. Mm -hmm. um, and the third one uh, that I would like to invite is Trisha Hersey. Um, she has written this book, Rest is Resistance. Mm -hmm. uh, she is uh, she's a black American author, and she links uh, political concerns in terms of anti-racism, anti-capitalism with a powerful concern on the body. Mm. And and spirituality and poetry. Mm. Um, so it's these three women that I <laughs> would invite. Mm. How long have you been married? Uh, almost forty-five years. What is the conversation that uh, you think would happen in that room? We would speak about. The first term that comes to my mind is not from me. Uh, um, it's called he he healing healing the world back to health. Mm. So it is about healing, and it is about about spirituality in the sense of a very deep. Positivity, which is something else than a superficial optimism. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, my wife, uh, my wife Birgit Birgit Hoyer has, um, and colleague, we are both Jungian analysts, and we met as body psychotherapists. Um, has linked. Her work, our work with with quantum physics mm -hmm. and resulting in 
an emphasis on positivity and hope. Not, not in the sense, sadly, uh, both of us get misunderstood, not in the term, not in terms of turning a blind eye mm. on uh, trauma, for example, and uh, external political uh, catastrophes, but not staying with this negativity not resigning into a hopelessness, and that does seem to be supported by current mm. quantum physics, uh, which is also supporting uh, I mean, in Jungian terms, I could say, which is also supporting the collective unconscious, mm -hmm. uh, which um, in more contemporary terms, is, and that's a quantum physics term, uh, it is about an entanglement, meaning an interrelationship between, between every, everybody and everything. Mm. Mm. Is there an emphasis on the body of those bodies? Um, As in, as in the, you know, the, I think um, amidst the thinkers that you've placed in the room and also your own focus on, you know, Reich and Gross, etc. This place of, uh, we're getting, we're getting really deep into the, deep into the weeds already, but this place of, uh, you know, not resigning yourself to hope, uh, to, to hopelessness, but also not giving yourself over to a sort of a silly optimism. The place to, the place to find that, do you think it's, a big, a large part of it is being present in the body. It's having attention of the body. Yes. Well, I would, uh, of course, of course, I would say it certainly includes the body. Mm. Um, uh, sorry, it's, it may, may sound a little bit flippant, but uh, mm -hmm. there are people who say that actually we just use body and soul as two separate as if they were two separate entities mm -hmm. whereas in actual fact they're just two sides of a coin mm -hmm. uh, so certainly the body is included um i'm thinking of the heart i'm mm -hmm. thinking of the heart as of course a central physical organ, as well as, can I say, ho holding our spirituality. Mm. I mean, on a biological level, it has been, um, it has been researched that actually there are more signals going from the heart to the brain than the other way around. Which I think is, I could say, mind blowing. <laughs> and yet we we like to uh, we like to imagine the opposite. We like we like to believe we're completely in control. Absolutely, absolutely. There yes. seems to be a strain in just to try bring it round to Gross, so we can sort of have him sure, as a sure, sure. have him as a central figure. There yes. seems to be a uh, a clear strain in Gross's thought of the, an admittance of lack of control you know this anarchism this biographical giving himself over to very radical ways of living yes um, there is there is an acceptance from his his side i mean he's almost of the psychoanalysts of the famous psychoanalysts we could say it's almost the antithesis of the freudian thing you mentioned earlier of the patriarch patriarchal authority he's really trying to do something completely completely other yes um, yes, I, 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 I very much agree. I mean, Freud, Freud fame, and again, this is not, this is not a put down on Freud. <laughs> uh, um, of course, of course, he had, he had sound reasons to say this. He said, where ego was, where, where it was, their ego shall be. I mean, that somehow, um, chimes with what you were just saying in control. 
and um uh and the body and, and the body psychotherapist Gerda Boysen, to whom I went for my initial training, uh she reversed that. Uh so without as best as I know, without her knowing anything about gross, it was almost a grossian statement for her to say, actually it's the other way round. Where ego was there it should be, in terms of paying attention to the body, uh encouraging within a treatment situation small movements of the body, breathing hugely important, I mean, as it was for Reich, mm -hmm. uh, and allowing the, can I say, in your terms, I mean, in the terms you just used, allowing all the usually controlled aspects of ourselves to have a room to get attention. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's what it is to be grossing? Yes. Um, yes, ab ab absolutely. Uh, there is... Um, gross was the first, really, way, way the first, who paid... who movingly paid an attention to the feelings of the very young child mm. uh that that did not that did not exist really before the first world war uh, it, it didn't really exist um well winnicott came then in the mid 19th century and towards the end of the 19th century the the swiss psychoanalyst uh, alice miller the drama of the gifted child or the drama of being a child. But but Gross, before the First World War, really was the first, and he movingly writes that as a newborn, what we long for, I mean, <laughs> not with our brains, but I could almost say with our whole being, is to be loved. And in the in the patriarchal family, um, the response to this "love me" um, is yes, we'll think about it. And there's one condition. I mean, not this not being put into words, mm -hmm. of course. But uh, there is a condition: you have to become like us. And there, there, the control that you mentioned earlier on mm. uh, comes in, uh, and the baby, knowing on a gut level that he or she cannot survive without love, gives up. In Grossian language, das eigene, that which is his or her very own, in order. In Freudian language, we could say uh, to implant a kind of superego, a kind of early superego, in the terms of this is no, this is not not me. Uh, so from there, what Gross said, what Gross sees as the basic conflict, the conflict between, sorry, in German language dem eigenen und dem fremden, that which is my very own and that which is other in, um, in more, more often used uh, contemporary language, we could say the contrast between self and other. Mm. And that, that has its origin there and leads from Gross's, and, and, and he very movingly uh, says, says uh, writes about this, uh, that um, das eigene, my very own, is forced to be given up, and that leads to his, in his terms, this 
basic conflict mm-hmm. between self and other. Did Gross understand that we could possibly retrieve, eventually retrieve yes. that which is our very own? Uh, yes. Um, um, what comes to my mind is we can retrieve that that the political aspect comes in not not in politic not just in political terms but also in personal terms by uh by smashing these restrictions mm-hmm. in, in in a rather anarchic sense i think there is uh i think that there, there is a quotation on on some internet website uh that quotes gross as having said no boundaries mm-hmm. And um, and this, it makes sense to me to believe that when he wrote this in a rather moving sense, he was in touch with his own experience, his own early childhood. And um, when he was, just a moment... Uh, When, when he was in his thirties, he got to Ascona. I mean, he, he, he was uh, he was born in in the southeast corner, southeastern corner of Austria, and then the family moved to Graz, and uh, he became a medical doctor, and and worked as a medical doctor and as a psychiatrist. Um. Whilst his father was the, the the authority, I mean, worldwide, um, the authority of turning criminology or making criminology really a science, mm-hmm. uh, like he founded a journal in 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 the late nineteen uh, in the in the late eighteen nineties. Which is still in existence, and and his his key book Hans Gross is is the father. His his key work uh, work the um, the ma- ma- manual for manual for investigating justice just uh, no sorry manual for investigating. Um, just just justice of. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the man. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, was was reprinted until the nineteen sixties, mm-hmm. um, and I think in a somewhat moving sense, uh, originally he was he was interested in in psychology. He published papers by Freud, by Jung in his journal, so he was not in any way backward but just extremely <laughs> extremely conservative mm. uh, both in his work apparently and also in 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 his family and uh Otto, his son Otto rebelled against this and went totally the other way and got to Ascona, a small um, a small village uh, in 1905 mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, Lago Maggiore, the uh, the Great Lake in 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 Switzerland, mm-hmm. which which people have called uh, the countercultural capital of the world, uh, because everybody, on kind of everybody famous and influential got there um and there he met a german anarchist called erich mühsam uh who was living in a relationship with his partner johannes nohl and johannes nohl had originally been a religious scholar mm-hmm. uh in 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 berlin before uh Got together with with Erich Musam and and M- M- Musam writes uh, 
my relationship with Johannes Newell is the most important relationship in my life. So they were really, for a time, very, very close together. They, 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 they were a gay couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one can say that in meeting these two, Otto Gross became able, learned to turn his anti-authoritarian rebelliousness into into a political awareness and became an anarchist. Mm-hmm. And I think this this is not clearly documented, but it makes sense to me to believe that it was the influence of Johannes Noel, who had been the religious scholar, um, to link for Otto Gross to link his therapeutic work with spiritualism or mm-hmm. with uh, with with, uh, with religion. So he was due to this influence. I think I believe it can be rightfully said that. Gross was the first, way before Jung, um, to link his therapeutic analytic work with spirituality, with religion, and of course also with 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 politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, famously, he said, um, uh, or, uh, "They were not exactly his words, but." in the way that he worked, I think that famous saying, the personal is the political, does go back to Otto Gross. Mm. And he worked with these two friends of of his. I mean, um, he did not make the authoritarian distinction between, as you were saying earlier on, me, the analyst, knowing everything and you, the patient, no. They worked together and sometimes they switched roles. Mm. Uh, I mean, Otto Gross and Johannes Newell and Eric Musam. So There's something intriguing here that, that, that seems almost straightforward. I want to see if you agree. I mean, Freud is obviously remembered, though modern some modern psychology courses probably won't do too much on him now unfortunately and jung jung is remembered though i think in recent uh, in recent years it's the the occult and spiritual side is there's a there's a heavier lean towards that but reich and gross are largely forgotten and they seem to be the two figures that we've been talking about here who lean yeah. towards you know unleashing the id or at least uh, yes. having a more uh, forgiving relationship with you to say look there is something there Absolutely. Do, yes. you, do you think the fact that um, I guess we can focus on Gross but Reich is in there as well the fact these people these two figures are overlooked is because perhaps we do have a more of a, a sympathy for the superego for that authority that we th- we not that we, we not that we actually want it but we think we want it we we've told ourselves and our internal politics are telling ourselves, no, I need, uh, as Deleuze and Guattari would say, I need my little fascist to tell me what to do. Yes, yes. I mean, it is, it, it definitely, I think, can be said with both Gross and Reich that uh, it was it was their, uh, well, I'm tempted to say their political leanings, but it's more than leanings. I mean, mm-hmm. Gross was an anarchist and 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 Reich in those formative years was very strongly very outspoken mm-hmm. just as gross was a communist and as as an anarchist gross and as a communist they were intolerable for for the psychoanalytic movement that was that needed respectability. And in addition, uh, 
Gross and his uh, very, um, I mean, sexually very anarchic and free lifestyle was was ab absolutely un unacceptable for uh, mm. I mean, there, there there is an impo um for a time gross was close to to sando ferenzi mm. um and um uh the international auto gross society with which i co-founded um uh at one time had um had a hungarian member uh who said well in 1910 11 Ferenzi did actually write papers in hungarian which were more politically radical than what has been translated and what freud could uh, could understand mm. so they were close, Otto Gross and Ferenczi, in their ideas, but Ferenczi towed the line mm -hmm. and stayed with Freud until 1930, until when he became unacceptable to Freud. Mm -hmm. um, did, did, did Gross practice as a, was he primarily theoretical, writing papers, or did he practice as a psychoanalyst? Oh, he very, very much. Oh, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Yes. So very, what? Very so what uh, perhaps uh, it's it's sort of a fantastical question, but also if there is any historical evidence, what would be the difference to enter into a analysis with Gross as opposed to say just a a classical Freudian? What we've spoken about that anarchic, you know, the anarchic streak, the, the sort of horizontal relationship, reciprocal relationship. Would there be anything else that's unique to a sort of a Grossian approach to psychoanalysis? The, the analysis. I'm, uh, I'm immediately imagining that in a Freudian analysis, uh, you would enter a consulting room and mm -hmm. uh, uh, Freud, uh, sorry, Gross, Gross did his analytic work in uh, I mean, wherever he happened to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, in in in, in coffee houses, etc. and and. So, in terms of the setting, he was uh, another thing that I haven't haven't mentioned so far, which is certainly important, and uh, and I I believe says something ultimately tragic. I would say about Otto Gross, mm -hmm. uh, um, his his drug addiction, and. So he could, he could envisage, he could write about relating in a way that nobody had before. Um, but he, 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 he was a lifelong drug addict mm. and, and, and I mean, uh, uh, morphine and cocaine mm. and that. I, the way I see it, uh, build, automatically builds a wall mm. uh, between the people who try to relate. Mm. And, uh, but that, painfully, that, that, that was the best that, that, that he could do. Uh, I mean, uh, Freud had a long episode with cocaine. Mm. Um, but in those years, I mean, in trying to become respectable, that was also not, not really acceptable. Mm -hmm. And so, and he dies fairly young, likely because of that drug addiction, right? There's a pneumonia, I think, of the lungs. Uh, it's, it, it's a combination of the two, mm -hmm. uh, um, and, um, we briefly mentioned the heart uh, earlier on. Uh, it is it is a combination of the two: the drug addiction and uh, possibly the Spanish flu, but also 
I think it's not, it may not be inappropriate to use the term a broken heart, mm -hmm. a, a profound, a profound disappointment about the failure of the German revolution in, 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 in 1919, 20. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and his close friend, Franz Jung, no relation to, to, to Carl Gustav Jung, uh, he's a German expressionist writer, Franz Jung, uh, with whom he was, with whom Otto Gross was in Berlin in his, in his last months, uh, said he was just, uh, um, wayward kind of, uh, going through the streets within the cold winter and, uh, he, he, he couldn't accept any help and he forgot the address where he needed to go. And, uh, and, uh, at times, at times we could help him, uh, break into a pharmacy to get drugs, but, uh, you can't do that all the time, even as a close friend. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so he ended up, uh, half, half, half frozen to death, hungry. In the doorway of 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 a house and was found there, got into hospital where he died in mm. in February 1920. So it almost comes across as a, a it's odd. I mean, you mentioned the the winter. I mean, I'm I'm immediately reminded of Wilhelm Reich's father, who would go and stand out in the cold and commit that slow suicide. And it seems like. Gross perhaps did the same thing there, but with more of that political motivation of seeing perhaps a failure of the politics, yes. which was so personal for him, and then from that commits a slow a slow suicide. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. So, I, as your book is so personal, I do want to ask what what effect what effect has Gross's work had on, I guess, your own practice, but also your own your own life? Because this does this does um, this you're you're always in discussion. With your own, with your of own course, life in the book. So, what what immediate thoughts come to mind when you think of you know what effect Gross's influence has had on your own practice and your own life? Two things come to my mind. Uh, the first is Gross, as well as Jung, believed that love and power are contradictions. Mm -hmm. And one of one of the most important I believe one of the most important ideas that um Gross left us with, I can say, is he, he, he writes, um, the highest goal of every revolution is, uh, to change the will to power into a change for relating. And whether we want to accept the term revolution, I could also say, uh, the highest goal of every change uh, is um, to change that will to power because it, it's it's about separation. It's about being against the other mm -hmm. into a will to relating. And I, I believe that is, for me, that is valid in my relationship with myself, in my relationship with the woman I love, with my friends, it's also true professionally, and it is also true polit I mean, collectively, politically speaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that has a, yes, that, 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 that has influenced my is is influencing my work strongly i mean implicit in this is also uh, 
implicit in this is also a non-hierarchical mutuality, intersubjectivity. Mm -hmm. um, for example, when I think of, when I speak of the people I, I work with, I do not use the word client or patient. Uh, uh, these, this, these are men and women I work with, mm -hmm. and and we are working together. And uh, in contrast to what I said um, in a bit of a simplistic exaggeration earlier on, uh, I do not give someone an interpretation in saying this is so-and-so. Um, I may say, I'm thinking of X, how do you feel about it? Mm -hmm. So it's, yes, very much a cooperative relating. I mean, it seems somewhat somewhat anarchic in light of Gross, or perhaps not fully anarchic, but I mean, has your relationship with the authority sort of changed as well? I mean, you know, have you become more anti-authoritarian? Uh, I think I always was. <laughs> so, did you did, did you find in did you do you think you found in Grosso a kindred spirit that just put things into words yes. that needed to be put into words? Yes, yes, but very much. So. I mean, speak, speaking of speaking of authority, um, it does make sense to me to believe that Otto Gross did influence Wilhelm Reich. Mm -hmm. I mean. In a political sense, um, but Reich never mentions him uh, because the communists don't feel very good about anarchists. Mm -hmm. No, they don't. And and, <laughs> and um, communist politics are very much party politics, and. The party, the, the party being the leader of the revolution, the, the, the revolutionary crowds, etc., etc. So they are very, very much for hierarchy, uh, whereas anarchists aren't. Mm. So what we mentioned it a couple of times earlier, and I feel it probably didn't get as much time as it should have. What role does spirituality play in all of this? Were you were you were you always spiritual as well? Because that that word is quite it's quite an open open word, but it plays sure. a role in Gross. There's a strange current of what we might not call mysticism in Reich. He has this uh, in God yeah. and the Super Devil, but he uh, there's something there that I don't think he wants to fully admit to. Maybe, but uh, I fully agree. Yes. <laughs> that he always is pushing against, but that. At the same time, he's pushing against it. There's something he can never explain. Um, so, yeah, what role does spirituality play? Do you think it plays a bigger role than than perhaps we realize? Probably, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, in in terms of myself, uh, it took it took me quite a while. Um, uh, my name, Gottfried, and if we translate it, is. Um, uh, it's the German word in one word for peace of God, and um, during my teens and later on, I, I was thinking, "Oh, what a strange name!" and and uh, and it's only after my thirties that I uh, started to be able to appreciate it, and and gradually became more spiritual. Or re religious, but not 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 in terms of there's the organization again, not in terms of of any organized religion. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in a way that parallels. I hadn't thought about this before, but I think it parallels possibly Gross's development in that respect. 
I mean, there are scattered mentions that he, he, he was reading a lot in the Bible and, and, and stuff like that, but uh, there is not ever a mention of him going into a church or anything like that. But he, he does write about he does write about love as religion, mm. uh, love as the third in a in in a relationship in as religion, and and this is not gross. Uh, what strongly what I'm associating also is. Um, uh, Jesus is saying, when two or three are gathering in my name, I'm right amongst them. I'm right. Mm -hmm. So again, conceiving of Christ, not in a gendered sense, necessarily, mm -hmm. uh, and certainly not in the sense of, again, of, of, of the church. But as the representative of or name for the holy, mm. I mean, in, in Jungian terms, I, I mean, Jung, Jung uses the term the numinous, mm. and uh, uh, in a letter that I feel is really important uh, in the nineteen in the mid nineteen forties, Jung writes. Um, I'm 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 really no longer interested in, in 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 doing analysis. What I'm interested are uh, in 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 my work in his work um, to prepare the ground for the numinous to happen, mm -hmm. and that's 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 something I I very much agree with in. In, 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 in my own work. Um, it's these profound meeting points. I mean, for me, if I get a lump into my, in my throat or tears in my eyes, I see that as an indication of the presence of the holy, and that happens. That can can happen, not not infrequently, in my work. So that we look at each other mm -hmm. and and really, really meet, recognizing each other. I'm, this goes a little bit away from gross, but not not necessarily. Something that he would oppose, uh, object to. I'm thinking of Emmanuel Levinas mm -hmm. uh, uh, speaking about. I promise to recognize the face of God in your face. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's that that's important in my work. And 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 I said it's. It, I, I see that as. Can I say? A potential, a potential continuing development in Gross's work if he were alive today, which of course is ridiculous because he was born in 1877. But um... do you think that's why there needs to be an emphasis on no boundaries? Because between when you approach the other, there can't be anything that you might bring in, or do you think there is? There is a limit to uh, to no boundaries. Certainly, that um, thank you. It's a it's a great question. Uh, what immediately comes to my mind is respect. Um, If, if if in any relationship in any kind of relationship i mean whether personal or or, or professional um disrespect comes in if power enters i could say uh 
that then that then boundaries are very very important mm-hmm. uh, in colloquial english you say drawing a line in the sand um and 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 of course not of course uh I cert I certainly do find that really important. I mean not 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 to be can I say not not to be a lovey dovey pushover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Is there anything you'd like to add about uh gross or sort of radical so called radical psychoanalysis that you feel we've we've glossed over? I mean there's always there's these questions of you know why why are these people forgotten? But I think in Gross's case it's perhaps somewhat obvious as to why he's perhaps a bit overlooked. I mean he's too too hot to handle. But um, is there any <laughs> is there anything you'd like to add about him that you feel is key that we we've we've overlooked? Um, Particularly from, in terms of my own history, my the German background uh, and the Nazi past, um, racism is a very important issue mm-hmm. for me. And I mean, obviously, it links to it links to the to the use of power and suppression, um, and. There is, in contrast, in contrast to both Freud as well as Jung, there is no, in, in, in what, in all that, that I know from about Gross, there is not, not the slightest trace of, of racism in, in, in any, uh, in anything, in, in any writings that, that he has left. I mean, either personal letters or, his theoretical writings. Um, I could say almost equally important, there is no trace whatsoever of any, do I say anti-gay or anti-homosexuality feelings. Mm. Uh, And and again, in in both Jungian and Freudian analysis, uh, certainly, certainly until until the end of the previous century, I mean the nineteen nineties. Also, also I know of examples, tragic examples. I would say in the early two thousands, where it continues. Where homosexuality was seen as an illness, as an aberration that that needs to be cured. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's ab- absolutely no, no trace of any of that in uh, in what Gross left mm-hmm. behind. Where do we see his influence today? Is there any is there any anywhere somewhat famous or known where we'd see uh, Gross's influence? I'm smiling because um, uh, just short, just shortly after after Gross died in 1920, um, uh, the brother of the woman that he planned to marry, Mitzi Ku, who is uh, who was the mother of. Sophie Templer, who one of um, one of Otto Gross's daughter, who uh, um, reached the famous age of one hundred and four, died just 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 two years ago in uh, in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I lost my thread. Um, yes, the influence. Yes, yes, uh, that that brother. Uh, the the brother of Mitsiku, who, 
who's the mother of Sophie Ku, um, uh, Anton Ku, who was a very famous uh, variety. He, he just gave brilliant, brilliant, funny um, speeches uh, and, 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 and performances, really. Uh, he said about Gross that um, uh, it's, it's, on, it's only a few, it's only a very few policemen, secret policemen, who still know of his existence, <laughs> uh, uh, apart from some psychiatrists, I mean, he didn't make a distinction between psychiatrists and psychoanalysts, and a few psych, and a few psychiatrists who stole his feathers to adorn their own posteriors. So when you ask now, uh, where can we see Gross's influence, um, we can see Gross's influence in the mutuality, in, in, in the relationality that has entered psychoanalysis, both with the Freudians as well as with the Jungians, but nobody links that with Gross. Um, and I'm also thinking the the inclusion not in all contemporary psychoanalytic work, but but certainly in many areas, the inclusion of of a political and social concern. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, in uh, in the Jungian world, I'm very much thinking of Andrew Samuels, who has been in instrumental in many other ways, but also in that particular way, saying politics is part is part. We are not talk. We are not just speaking about uh, um, private and 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 pr private and personal concerns. We are also talking about, we also need to speak about the kind of society we live in and how do you feel about that, etc. And um, interesting in mentioning Andrew Samuels, he also speaks of a resacralization of politics, um, i.e. linking these concerns also with spiritual concerns in the direction of the collective. Um, but again, um, pe people would, would not really think of, oh, this started with Otto Gross. Mm -hmm. You see, you see. Hmm. Well, we've covered, we've covered a lot of ground. We've covered a lot of radical radical thinkers are you planning on writing another book on gross or maybe reich or uh, uh, no i think i think no I, I think in terms of gross all that i wanted to say is 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 in the book and uh, and at the moment at the moment i'm interested in um both the artwork that i'm doing and um I'm also very interested in poetry because it allows it allows the linking of the realms that that that, that we spoke about. I mean, the very personal, uh, together with the political and the spiritual. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, unless there's anything else you'd like to add, I think that's a. a uh, nothing. Just, just one moment. Okay. Uh, may, maybe just two or three things. I mean, one is, but it's implicit in what what we have discussed um, uh, throughout his life. Gross, Gross saw his work as preparatory work for the revolution. Mm -hmm. I mean, for the revolution that 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 he was hoping for. 
So uh, the failure of the German Revolution at 1920, after the Russian Revolution, had raised his hopes, oh, this can happen in Germany as well, um, must have been deeply, deeply wounding. And the, uh, uh, I can say, having mentioned the Russian Revolution, uh, all, all of the, um, all of the really, ter- really obviously terrible things uh, that happened in Russia as a consequence of that uh, happened after after Gross had died. I mean the the Kronstadt rebellion and 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 well all the other things uh, um, and yes so 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 from. The last Congress uh, of the International Otto Gross Society uh, uh, my wife and I we were invited to to Moscow in nineteen uh, in, in twenty seventeen for the centenary of the Russian Revolution and uh, with all the doubts of course and question that of course i I have about the terrors in which that resulted mm-hmm. later on. Uh, I'm very sure Otto Gross would have liked that. <laughs> I see. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not sure if there's anything else I, I have to add other than to recommend your book, um, Court's Outstanding Colleague. Jung's twin brother. I'll be sure to put a link in the description below for for anyone who wants to acquire a copy of it. And it is a, as I said before, it is a, a very unique book. So and it's a great insight into great in, insight into psychoanalysis generally. I think. Um, and it's a, it really does get into uh, Gross's mind. I feel. Um, but so I'll be sure to put a link in the description below for that. And um, yeah, other than that, I think it's been a very uh, interesting discussion. So. Uh, Gofried Hoyer, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, James. Thank you so much for having invited me. All the very, very best.